Welcome to The Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to the top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together. What's up, Coach Torrey? Back in the classroom with you. It's been a little bit. Um, I took some time for uh, some summer break. We went to the beach for like 10 days. Uh, I made a, a decision not to bring my computer uh, so we got out of order on the Motivation Mondays. We're going to pick it back up this week. Um, I think our, some of our listeners are coaches, so they took some time out too. So much needed two-week time out. I know you had a vacation. You've been doing some things. So two-week time out, but now we're back at it. And, uh, man, uh, it's going to be – I don't want to be a spoiler to some people for this, but holy cow, the topic we're going to talk about tonight uh, has some Kenny Loggins in it. Well, there you go. He just took him to the danger zone. So hopefully our listeners know, you know, kind of where we're coming at. But yeah, like summer's in full swing. Like I've got weight room duty every morning and we're on a ball diamond every night with either it's my daughter playing travel softball or it's our my, my six-year-old and my uh, five-year-old going to be five here, you know, this week. Like they've got a t-ball game. And so just that's just what summer is, right? Like we have our professional responsibilities, which are lighter than normal school year. But then we also have our family and we're trying to balance all that stuff too. And uh, yeah, so there is some time for ourselves in there. So I think it's okay to be a little selfish. You just want a state track championship. So it's okay that you spent a week at the beach. Yeah, much needed. It was hard to come back. I'll be honest with you. I, I love the beach uh, more than a fat kid loves cake. And uh, I was like, you know, I might want to move down here. And then reality set in. And when you're driving down 98 and you see Destin, 30A, all the people are always there. And it's a tourist city. It's like, hey, it's a great place to visit. I don't want to live here. I'm ready to come back to to my home roots uh, and get back to a little bit of normalcy. Well, that's been your family tradition for a lot of years, right? So it's one of the reasons you go back is that you have a great week. You're not going to spend the whole year down there. No. If, if you live there, you might live there for a year or two and then go find somewhere else that's just as important. But in the meantime, you just come back every year because you have a great week. Yeah, a lot of truth to that. But, uh, yeah, if anybody asks, like, hey, uh, does Coach Weaver like the mountains or the beach? It's 100% the beach every time. Toes in the sand. That's great. Well, let's go from the beach to the air because this last week was a big week for the ARB, and I'm not talking about your wide receiver at uh, Madison Ridgeland Academy. We're talking about Top Gun. First of all, after 35 years, it's great. Isn't it great to be back? Isn't it great to have Tom Cruise still making blockbusters, to still have Val Kimmer showing up in movies? Isn't that just great? Doesn't that reconnect us with a younger version of ourselves? Uh, I I had to watch the original Top Gun first before I went and watched it. But after watching it, and look, uh, we're not going to spoil it for anybody that listens to this. So if you are listening to this and you haven't watched Top Gun Maverick yet, uh, just pick it back up after you watch the movie because uh, there might be some, uh, some uh, talked-about scenes in here. So, but, Coach Story, back to your, your, your uh, comment about that. Holy cow. Finally having Val Kilmer, I didn't know if he was going to speak or not. It was one of those cool things. I didn't know, like, I, I instantly translated right back to the original Tom Cruise. And I don't know about you, but when I saw him, I was like, this guy has, like, aged really well. <laughs> He's aged really well. Um, 
but the thrills of the original Top Gun, all the feels, my the, the hair on my arms stood up. Uh, I think the hair on my head stood up a little bit. Uh, but holy cow, what a movie. Oh, I mean, and, and it had me from the beginning. So first of all, full disclosure, um, I know that you went with some special VIPs from the ARB, so I want you to talk about that. But it was a total impulse for my family and I. We were out of town, uh, hanging out with family all day yesterday, and some really close friends of ours said, hey, we're going to go see Top Gun Maverick. You guys want to go? And it's like, we've they've got four kids. We've got three. None of them are very old yet. I mean, my oldest is 11. Their oldest is 12. And it's like... So the, the 11 of us take up a whole row in a movie theater. And the movie we went to was the 9.15 show. Like, that's really late when you're a couple hours away from your house. We ended up pulling in the driveway at 3 in the morning. But it was just one of those deals where I thought about it for about a half second, where it's like, you want to go see it? Yes. Yeah. Yes is the answer. So uh, it's actually my wife's best friend. And we, we found out it wasn't really for the wives or the kids. It was more for the dudes, right? Yeah. And, yes. uh yeah, and it had me from the beginning. Like, I've never seen a sequel before that uses the same soundtrack, that has the same cast. Like, the sequel is always a letdown, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it has glimpses of the original, but it never really truly lives up to the original. This one did that in spades and beyond. Like, from the, the way that they rolled out the, the credits and the cast, everything is the same. The soundtrack, I mean... It was phenomenal, and it's almost like after 35 years, they didn't even miss a beat. I'll totally agree with you on that. Um, I was wondering like, why I got a text message from you at almost midnight last night. I was like, what in the world? And then I read it. I was like, what in the world? Um, but yes, totally agree with what you sent me on text message. Uh, however, um, the feels that I got, I mean, even from the very beginning, and you said like when you hear the Top Gun anthem, when you hear the first start of it, it's like, oh, here, here we go. And look, it's so good. I, I'm going to go watch it again. So yeah. I have to go back and watch with the ARB. My wife wanted the first one to go. So she and I went. So I went with a special member of the ARB, the co-pilot uh, of the family. But, um, you know, we're, we're the ARB and I, we're going to go watch it this week. So we haven't watched it yet. But uh, I did watch it with my significant other as well, and she loved it. I looked over, one time she was crying, um, the other time she was intense, and she wears an Apple Watch, so it tells like her heartbeat and stuff, and it said, are you working out? Your heart is going at a faster rate. You, it seems to be you might be having a heart attack. Like All the feels that you would get from the first one, I mean, it's amplified tenfold with this one. I mean, I thought the thing was over four different times. Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, Pro Quick Draw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and created in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it too with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. 
visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook started. There are so many underlying stories. I mean, for people that have seen it, you know, it's Goose's son. He's, he's in the Top Gun now, and Maverick is back teaching Top Gun. He wants to be flying in it, but he's teaching it, and they're preparing for a mission. And, I mean, it would just go back and the reconnection of characters you and i talk about connection all the time with people and with our teams and how do we get people to connect how do we get them to believe in themselves for navy pilots and and it's a legitimate thing i mean my uncle is a naval academy graduate and was a blue angel uh for a lot of years while he was active duty and so i kind of grew up with f-18 fighter jets and uh and the Top Gun thing, not the Hollywood version, but but the real life, like that was really my uncle's job in the Navy after graduating from the Academy. And there are so many underlying themes from the original Top And go back and they would show the scenes and they would talk about old characters and just did a really nice job of people that appreciate the movie. And they kind of cut out the 80s garbage, right? The, the, the cheesy lines, the the weird volleyball half nude scene that kind of cut all that stuff out. And it was a really nice mix of nostalgia and then cutting edge new 21st century storyline. Yeah. You see the, you see the hangman and you see the rooster resemblance of Maverick and, and, uh, and ice. Um, you know, what I loved was the storyline that, that came from the relationship that still that ice and Maverick had, like it was that strong brother bond that I was like, wow, you talk about connection. Like they were still connected. And he goes, in the message that he sends him on the phone, he's like, we need to talk about this. And he goes, not right now. He goes, I wasn't asking you. And it was just, you know, they still had that. Yeah. And even at the end, when he was talking to him, he goes, who's the better pilot? He goes, you don't mean to ruin this moment right now. I mean, there's just so many, so many stories inside the story, uh, even from when they were playing the piano. You know, yes, great balls great of fire. Balls, great balls of fire, yeah. right. And, you know, it's such a valid point with what you said about Val Kilmer's character. I mean, Iceman, for those of you that haven't seen it, he is running Top Gun now. He is the guy in charge. Um, and he is the leader. We talk a lot about leadership on this podcast. And Iceman, he didn't, no one can corral Maverick, right? Like, the, he's a Maverick. He does his own thing. Like, he's the wild card. He flies by the seat of his pants. Like, he's going to take unnecessary risks sometimes because that's what the mission requires and it works out for him because he's maverick and he's tom cruise and it's hollywood and we all want to see that like we're all rooting for maverick even though we know like he puts himself in bad positions sometimes like val kilmer was very clear i need to talk to you and you have to let the past go like you have to let the past go he said that about four different times on his computer screen because you know in the movie he's dying and and all those different kinds of, of of things that go with his leadership position but he is a crystal clear leader and communicator mm-hmm. and Maverick responds to that because they have that relationship sustained over a 40 year period almost. Yeah. So I agree. I think that was a really important and meaningful scene to bring it from, you know, the, the testosterone level boys of the 1980s that are like in each other's faces and super competitive to now I'm the leader and I'm in charge and everything in the military. And you know, this cause your dad was a, a military member, but uh, everything in the military is about rank and Iceman outranks Maverick and Maverick knows that. And that's the way it is. Yeah. Commander to captain. I mean, it's, yeah. it's not even close. Um, you talk about Maverick being rogue and 
doing what he wants to do. I mean, you get that at the very beginning when he goes Mach 10. Point yes. three, right there, uh, and then you see it again, where he goes and asks for permission. He goes set it to two fifteen. He goes, well, we don't see anything in the flight pattern for you today, and he goes and steals a multi million dollar plane to go and show that this mission can be done. Um, but it's all the feels, uh, even the end. Uh, the coolest part I thought was at the very end. They fly an F-14, bring it full circle. And yeah. Rooster's like, I, they, there's so many buttons back here. <laughs> you know, and the the full circle, and I love, and I thought about the movie even more because it's how you have taught me to, to do speaking engagements and stuff like that, is bring it back to a circle. Or there you have Rooster being the co-pilot, you know, just as his dad was to Maverick. Uh, well, so he, he, he was chosen for the mission, right? Like, right. that was not random. Like, right. Maverick is like, look, I owe you. I kept you out of the Naval Academy. You know, I was responsible for your dad's death. I yep. promised your mom that you weren't going to, you know, be a fighter pilot, and yet here you are. And so if you're going to do this, if this is the life that you want, then I am going to look out for you, and I am picking you for this mission. Yeah, I thought that was just genius writing. Yep. Yes, and then you see it come – the whole deal, like even eject, eject, it wouldn't eject. And then when he said, I don't see the, the bogey on the, uh, I don't see him on our screen. He's not, he's not, he goes, he's at our nose. And then you see yeah. the, the fighting and all that stuff. And then the rest is history. You have to go see it to see how it ends uh, if you haven't seen it. And if you've listened, if you've listened 12 minutes into this podcast, I'm sorry. <laughs> we warned you before. Hey, the fight scenes alone are worth a $12 ticket, you know, to the theater or whatever. Yeah. Like, just going and seeing that and watching them fly around the canyons and stuff. Like, we can't reproduce that on our podcast, so it's okay that we probably give away a few storylines. But, you know, when you're talking about him right underneath the nose, that's because he was inverted, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. just take you back to 1986 on that. But um, my, my favorite scene actually was the least Maverick scene from the original movie um, ever. And that was where they've got 12 or 13 days to prepare for this mission. It was supposed to be three weeks, and then they find out the mission's you know, more important, more urgent, so it moves up on, on um, that level. They cut off some time because they got to go execute this thing whether they're ready or not. And that's Maverick's job to get them ready. And one day after their training, and he's out there, and he's just kind of like putting them down, and he's not really showing them, you know, what they need to be doing. He's kind of teaching them that, look, this old dog still has a lot of tricks that you guys don't know, and I'm more valuable than you. In Maverick's mind, he's the guy that's meant for the mission. And then all of a sudden, he takes a day off, and they go when they play football on the beach. And his commander comes up to him, and he's like, look, what are you doing? We have X amount of time. Like, we're not going to make it. These guys aren't even close to being ready. And you're out here playing games on the beach. And Maverick gives him a great answer. He's like, we're becoming a team. Yeah. And you see him having fun, laughing, high-fiving. And it brought me back to us as a football coach. Like, not just because they're playing football on the sandbar. Like, that's what we do in my family. We play a lot of – go to the sandbar at our cabin, and we play a lot of games on the beach. Like, that's what we do for fun. But it comes down to they're being competitive. It's competitive environment. At the end of the day, they're all teammates. It's not out of control. 
they are having fun, they're laughing. It's a break, but it's not a break because it brings people together. And for Maverick, because and then I go back to this, like if that was the original movie and Maverick was playing sand football, would he have taken that as a day off? Would he have wanted that day off or would he have rather been training? And I think the answer is that he would have rather have been training, but now 35 years later, he sees the value in, I was not a very good teammate when I was in Top Gun and now I get another chance at it. And I think that's an underlying story is they say it several times throughout the movie that he's still a captain after almost 40 years in the Navy and after flying all these missions and he's got more kills and combat than anyone else and it's not even close in the navy and yet he's still a captain he's not an admiral yet and uh i think it's because he didn't know how to be a team player so for him as an instructor to bring that scene full circle and to show those guys that hey we need to be a team that's exactly what you and i talk about all the time with connection with how are we going to build our team up how are we going to have fun how can we still get things done and you know lighten the mood yeah, and I've, I've challenged myself with that. Uh, after watching that scene, that's interesting you say that. I was watching that scene. I was like, man, how do we do that as coaches? Like, how do we still have fun? But also, how do we, like, get work done? And there's a, like you said, there's a fine line between that. And, you know, do you have to be inverted to get that done? Do you have to think uh, upside down? No. Uh, I think it's knowing what your team is about. But – you know, there's that – Brendan Marion has said this before. Like, there's a line there. Like, we're going to have fun, but we're also going to coach you hard. And uh, that's what I've inserted this year to the ARB is we're going to let our guys, like, whether it be pre-practice, uh, whether it be, like, an individual time or whatever, we're, we're going to have a little bit more fun. I'm going to let them have some shake and bake, dance to the music and stuff. And when it's time to go perform, like a hammer down or a two-on-two -two or whatever, we're going to buckle down and we're going to go go to work. So, my challenge to coaches on that note is – let your guys have fun. Let them be themselves. Don't try to put them into a phone booth and say, hey, act this way, talk this way, do this way. I mean, they're not in the military. So let them have some fun. Let them be themselves. And then when it's time to turn it on, turn it on. And when it's time to cut loose, be fancy free and dance a little bit. And, and I think that leads into what you talked about just a little bit earlier. But the next scene that you see is – so there's accountability, right? Cause Maverick is sitting there at the beach watching these guys play football, just kind of hanging out. They should be training, but that's what he's doing to build teamwork. His cap, his commander comes up to him and tells him, Hey, this is not how we need to spend our time. Like everything is more urgent than that. And then the next thing you know is these guys are doubtful that the mission's going to be successful anyway. No one had come close yet to achieving it in the time necessary. Light was a problem. Like there were all these obstacles because they're training, right? And the next thing you know, Maverick is not there to teach the next day. And all of a sudden he pops on the screen and he completes the mission in, you know, delivers plus one in <laughs> under the allotted time. Not only does he do it, nail the target, like do all those things, but um, I think that's what it comes down to is that let your guys have fun, but then at the end of the day, be accountable to the mission, whatever your mission is, and deliver plus one. Absolutely. Coach Story, I don't want to spoil any more of Top Gun Maverick for anybody that has uh, not heeded the warning uh, 18 minutes ago if they've gone past the one-minute barrier. Uh, you have two minutes and 30 seconds to complete the mission. We gave you a two-minute head start to not listen to this podcast. If you haven't listened to Top Gun Maverick, if you have, uh, that is on your conscience and your conscience alone. 
so it's great to be back in the classroom with you. Uh, I will tell you this. I'm going to watch it again <laughs> with a group of dudes. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I get. I, that's our challenge to coaches, I think, this week is, you know, are you going to see the movie? Have you seen the movie? What leadership lessons can you take away from it? I know that the ARB and Top Gun, that is something that you and I have had countless conversations on with your position group over the last few years. Uh, and so just a really special moment. I think it's the best sequel I've ever seen in my life. And, uh, and it's not even close. And it did such an honor to the first one. And the first one is really good. It's a cult classic. Um, but yeah, that's our, that's our leadership lesson for, uh, for other guys. What, what lessons can you learn from Maverick and Iceman and, and all the things that we love about Top Gun? As we conclude today, uh, Coach Story, I got it. I got to hit you with the Top Gun anthem as we bring it out tonight. So, coaches, please go listen to the movie. Go watch the movie. Go incorporate some kind of unit identity, whatever it is. Uh, you will not be disappointed. I'm going to echo what Coach Story said. That is the best sequel you will ever see. Uh, it's not like a Fast and Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, 7, 10, 25, whatever. Uh, Top Gun Maverick, by far, is the best movie uh, I've seen since I've been alive. If you don't watch this movie, I'm going to have you fly in a cargo plane full of rubber dog crap out of Hong Kong. <laughs> Culture Classroom is sponsored by Pro QuickDraw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw. <laughs>